to Gotcha Journalism, a podcast where we try out gotcha games so you don't have to wait two weeks to find out you hate playing it. Uh, I'm Sierra, my pronouns are she, her. I'm Dustin, my pronouns are he, they. Uh, and this week we are talking about Terra Battle, uh, a zombie Frankenstein creation of a game. Yeah, this game is technically dead, right? Uh, this game <laughs> like is it's... literally dead. It has not received an update in more than a year. And about six months before that, it was sundowned uh, and put into its final state uh, of shambling corpse. Yeah, it's it's a weird game. I can sort of see why it didn't succeed. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if I would even say it didn't succeed. It, it had a fairly solid run. The reason they killed it was because folks liked it too much to move to Terra Battle 2. Uh, a game which was Oh, okay. That's yep. interesting. I did not realize that. Yeah, so uh, the popularity and continual support of Terra Battle 1 meant folks just wanted to keep playing Terra Battle 1, which was a good game, uh, and didn't go to Terra Battle 2, which was a bad game. So they killed Terra Battle 1 and also killed Terra Battle 2. Um, only okay. one of them, though, is still able to be played. <laughs> um, yeah um I i'm actually uh playing it right now just to like refresh myself on its mm -hmm. combat mechanics because the thing about terror battle i, I think so uh, when i read down i when i playing terror battle again um because i remember i tried it out like god i think two years ago or something like that yeah, that was right around um, its height. Yeah, I remember I remember trying out a little bit and almost immediately dropping it. And playing mm -hmm. it again, I realized why I immediately dropped it. Because it's not like it's a bad game, but also it is a game that requires you to have a very specific desire for, for what you want out of a gacha game. And yeah. knowing mm -hmm. how much you like Puzzle and Dragons, I can see why this scratched a particular itch. <laughs> So this is one of those gotcha games that is more interested in being a game than it is in being a gotcha game, if, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Like, the the gotcha mechanics are almost incidental. Well, not quite. Like, they are clearly a part of the game, but, like, it is very interested in being a singular game, which is neat to me. Um, and it is, like, even more that in its current state. Um, so, yeah, it... Uh, for for the record, my experience with this game was uh, I played it for uh, about a year or so, um, and I think 2016, uh, and then I changed phones and lost all my information uh, and wasn't able to recover my account, and so I just sort of fell off, um, like happens with gotcha games when you change phones. Um, yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was really surprised, going back to this game, how much I enjoy it, uh, especially considering the ways they've made it so they've just gone, eh, fuck it. Here, just have this free shit. Um, it, it's genuinely neat. Um, yeah, we should, we should probably talk about it a little bit. Um, so... Yeah, do you want to... So this is kind of like your baby. Do you want to explain how Terra yeah. Battle works? So, um... Terra Battle is a game that is hard to explain auditorially uh, and makes oh God, a lot more yeah. <laughs> sense in motion. 
Um, one second, I need to look at how big the actual battlefield is. Uh, uh, I have it up right now. It's, it's uh, like one, two, it's six across six. and two, three, four. Yeah, so uh, six across, eight down. Okay, uh, so yeah. Uh, you have a party of six characters on a field that is eight across, or er, eight down and six across. Um, each character takes up one space, uh, and on your turn, you can move one character anywhere you like on the field, uh, much in a similar way to um, like moving an orb in Puzzles and Dragons. You have a time limit. Um, you can move your character anywhere you want in that time, and every time you move your character through another character, you swap positions. So, by Also care- much like Puzzles and Dragons. Yep, exactly. Uh, so by carefully moving your character, you're able to position a lot of characters all at once. Um, the way you attack is by positioning uh, one character on either side of either a single enemy or a continuous line of enemies in basically a pincer. Um, These characters will do their damage and also have a chance of activating skills. Um, These skills are things that can do things like uh, do extra damage or um, uh, do an additional attack, do an AoE attack, heal your characters, provide... um, uh, provide resistances, things like that. Um, and there, there's like a really wide variety of what characters can do. Um, the other thing is, rather than only two characters being able to participate in, uh, if you carefully position other characters to be in uh, a line that isn't blocked by any enemies, um, you're able to have multiple characters also join in on the attack. And so the game is very much about moving your characters and carefully positioning them in such a way to have the most possible characters involved in any single single attack uh, and clearing out waves of enemies as quickly as you can. Uh, there are also bosses who generally take up a tile uh, two by two and are able to move around the battlefield uh, and do a lot of damage and also move your characters around as they move, uh, disrupting any formations you might be building, things like that. Um, but the other advantage of them being two by two is you're able to have multiple characters attacking at once. Uh, so you could set up like two lines. Uh, so you're just getting a big bunch of combo damage if you play carefully and smart. Um, and that is the basic loop of any single mission. Um, the plot of the game is weird. It's, it's weird. It's, less focused on being any real cohesive narrative and this is instead like this weird tonal fantasy sci-fi thing yeah so far like i granted i haven't played a whole lot of it but so far it's just been like ex like expository tone setting like almost like i'm reading an elder scrolls book (laughs) like a book within the world of elder scrolls uh, but, like, one of the good ones that has, like, someone with actual <laughs> writing chops writing it. Um, and that's, yeah. that's, like, what a lot of the game is, uh, where it is, like, tone setting. But, like, the general gist of what you're doing is um, going to look for God and or maybe kill God. It's kind of unclear. And also God might be dead. Uh, sure. And also, are they God? It's, it's like JRPG if, like... They just went, yo, let's let's get weird with this shit. Let's let's lean into the weird tone shit. Uh, and it's 
like genuinely evocative. Um, it's not like particularly in-depth character work, but it's it's neat and I like it. Yeah, one thing I do like about how the combat system works is that it doesn't just... It's not just about, like, your moment-to-moment setting up where your characters are going to be. You're also encouraged to, like, sort of pre-plan in a way. It's like, Mm -hmm. you want to position your characters so that way they will also be in a good position for as many of them to as possible to attack once you do your next move. Yeah, because... And just, like... Mm-hmm. moving them around the map in such a way that you gradually are repositioning all of them, you know, to make for the best combos. Yeah, uh, because, like, the thing about the timer is, uh, especially early, before you have any characters that have uh, significant buffs to um, the character, or to the um, movement timer, um, which are significantly fewer and farther between than they are in, like, Puzzles and Dragons, uh, you do not have a lot of time. It's like four seconds, maybe, um, to move your characters on a fairly large map um, in like fairly awkward positions because you cannot move through enemies. And so you have yeah. to maneuver around them really carefully. Um, and so like you, you do have to kind of pre-plan, and that makes... Uh, even the basic uh, missions more interesting because they each turn into just like a, okay, uh, I don't have to worry. uh, It's not hard to kill these enemies. I could take six, seven turns to do it. But hey, let me see if I can do it in two. I I think I can. I just got to be good. And then you do it and it feels sick. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it, it... and that's, that's like the basic general loop of play. Um, you go through, you do missions. Um, there is uh, a whole bunch of side content, actually. Uh, there's Eidolons, there's a bunch of, which are like big boss fights. There's a bunch of side missions. Uh, there's like a kind of puzzle mode, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, the incredibly intimidating puzzle mode. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and they're randomly generated, I think, mm-hmm. so it's not like there's a guide that you no, can follow fuck and no, be like, no, oh, I... I understand how they did this. You just have to, like, people can give you hint general guidelines about, like, how to evaluate them, but, I mean, if you just started like I did, it's just completely inscrutable. Yeah, the, the puzzles are less, like, um, correct solutions, and they're more like, uh, they're more like mechanics tests. Like, hey... How fundamentally do you understand and have internalized the way this game works? Uh, and that's that's cool. That is neat that that exists in the game and that the actual mechanics of the game are complicated in such a way as to allow that. Um, yeah, I, I like this game's mechanics a lot. I think they're interesting and fun. Um, the characters yeah, are I, all... Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, so what I was going to say is uh, the characters are all pretty diverse. Um, every character has three jobs, basically, um, which determine their stats. Uh, some characters have four jobs, but they're like special recode characters, which are also another character. Uh, it, they're basically characters that are uh, a, an extra uh, tier up. Like there's SSR tier and then there's Z tier. Oh, of course. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But like 
Uh, recodes are always grindable for characters. They just take a lot of work. <coughs> um, and so, like, uh, they're basically just a fourth job that is often significantly more powerful uh, for that character. Um, but each class has four skills, uh, and then you have another four skill slots uh, where you can take additional abilities from any of the other jobs that you've learned. Um, and so that makes characters really customizable on uh, in interesting ways. Um, and it also makes it so that they're able to throw a wide variety of threats at you um, and force you to have to build multiple teams uh, to deal with specific threats rather than it being a game where you just have your best team always winning. Um, it is a game that is very interested in the team building aspect of uh, like gotcha RPGs. Yeah. Which, which again, I think is like one of those things that makes me really like it. Like that's that's what I like about Puzzles and Dragons. That's what I like about Grand Blue. Um, and so it showing up here just helps sell it for me. Yeah, it's it's a neat game. It's also one that like th this is this is going to be one that I just bounce off of just because what the just because of what the gameplay is, not necessarily because it's bad. Mm -hmm. Um. Because it is a, like, puzzle-ass puzzle game. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and also, like, I've never been particularly good at these sort of, like, sliding, swapping puzzles. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not something my brain is particularly well-equipped to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, about the most I can handle is Puzzle League. Yeah, okay, and Puzzle League is, like, a thing all on its own. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and, yeah, with Puzzle League, it's, there's a lot more restrictions on the what you can swap. Um, yeah, well, and Panel de Pan in general, like, is really specific yeah. about uh, uh, time being much more of a thing you have to worry about. Like, you have to make quick decisions, not just yeah. correct decisions. Whereas, like, you can stare at a board as long as you want here until you touch a piece. That timer does not start. Yeah. Uh, again, like, very similar to how... Um, puzzles uh, and Dragons works, yeah. Puzzles and Dragons work. Um, which is another game, like... Yeah. I, I, have tried, I have tried to get into Puzzle and Dragons so many times. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It... <laughs> like, at least four or five times. And I could... I, I never play it for more than five days because, like, my brain always mm -hmm. hurts. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like... It is a puzzle-ass puzzle game. Um, and it's like... And it's not like I'm a dumb guy. Like, no. <laughs> I, I've... Like, I, I took calculus classes in high school. I took physics. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I... I am... My brain is good at math. It's not good at this type of spatial reasoning, mm -hmm. um, which makes sense because I have never in my life uh, been a particularly been a fan of chess. And there is there are chess like elements about the, these. Yeah, games. for sure. Uh, like uh, this is a game where like where like if you are a person who like understands the concept of a, a forking in chess, like. You'll go, oh, okay, I can see how I can build a threat in such a way as to use it to attack multiple enemies here. Like, that is that is just a thing you do in this game pretty consistently. Um, and that's that's interesting. 
Yeah, like it's it's a really well designed game, and yeah, it's built in such a way that the gotcha is honestly pretty secondary. Like it mostly mm-hmm. exists as a way to like diversify your roster, so you can build multiple teams for different situations, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like getting the you know SSJ Goku. Like LR or something, it's like ah, this is the you know statistically best one in the game that I need to progress. Like that's not what it's really about, and so it's more about are are you a smart enough dude to swap the tiles? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I also like I don't particularly feel the need to say this a lot of the time, but I genuinely think a lot of the art design in this game is fantastic. Um, it's got a it's got an interesting art style um i i wish there maybe because like i like my gotcha games to have the fancy jpegs um mm-hmm. but like yeah the i i wish they did a little more with the art than just you know putting it on like these tiny tiles and occasionally like flashing up just these still images when you do attacks um, yeah, but also like they aren't really going for that sort of dopamine rush, so like I get why it is like that. Yeah, and like um, you, you can go look at them if you want, but like it's not like it's Grand Blue where like you just are always shown the JPEG in your face at all points in time. Like you kind of have to go and look for it. Yeah, so like the the way I describe it is that. Um, trying to like try I'm trying to like get the words right here um if you're a fan of like abstract games um I'm just, I just think back to like the shut up and sit down like my favorite board game reviewers have this sketch about um abstract games where it's just uh one of the character one of the one of the reviewers like talking about um a made-up game where it's all just like these generic looking tiles but it's like ah this is the time space zone and like all these all these theoretically fascinating like concepts that are given like these fancy names but it's all just like oh yes this piece is a square this (laughs) represents something that sounds far cooler like this game reminds me of that sort of design where the implications of what is happening is a lot more exciting than what actually happens on your screen. Because mm-hmm. ultimately you're just dragging squares around that have pictures of a, like a bow on it to tell you what class, what what part of the weapon triangle that thing is. And then like they, they make a line and then the HP bar goes down. Like, so, hey, 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 sometimes you get particle effects, too. That's true, yeah. If if you connect the P icon, which is like a power attack or whatever, like, a bunch of these, like, lines, colored line filters, like, go up and down on your screen. So so what the P icon does <laughs> is it, uh, it guarantees every character that is um, participating in attack from the attack where it is... Okay, so this is the part where it's... 
I, this is actually a strong example I can use to explain how this game gets kind of mechanically crunchy. Um, so the way it determines um, attack, like you can set up multiple pincer attacks to be happening in a single turn. Uh, it, there is a icon that fills as you build meter, uh, which you build by taking turns and by doing attacks. Uh, and when it appears on screen, it'll appear in a random box. You can move it around uh, by moving characters through it, and you can connect them to attacks in the same way you can connect your other characters to participate in attacks. Uh, if it participates in an attack, uh, every character that participates in an attack from that point on has a 100% chance to activate all of their skills. Huh, okay, I see. So, like, it, it is a thing where basically it makes it so all of your skills will fire off moving forward, you can just alpha strike the shit out of somebody, and everybody will just pop off. But you have to make sure, if you're going to use it, that uh, the um, attack that it's going to be used on is going to be one of the first attacks, which you can do by making sure uh, that it is being included in the attack by... Uh, that the character you are moving... Uh, that you have touched and put your finger on is participating in. Okay. Which, again, this is one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I could show people what the fuck I'm talking about because it makes a lot more sense if I can show you. But, like, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, this, this is how it gets kind of crunchy. You have to not only move characters appropriately, you also have to sequence char er, which characters are moved where appropriately. Yeah, uh, I should just note that <laughs> I'm not really sure what the hell sort of setting this is supposed to be in terms of technology level, but I just did oh, uh -huh. a poll yeah, using correct. energy, and I got Raprow, the Beatmaster, who is a dope-ass bipedal lizard uh, who's wearing headphones yep. like a mm -hmm. DJ. That is very much an intentional thing. Um, like, there is a very clear and intentional, like, conflict of technological levels there. It whips ass. It, it's, like, genuinely neat. Um, yeah, meanwhile, there's Kapori the, beg the Big Mouth, who... Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure what species he's supposed to be. He looks like an evil frog. Uh, he's um, beast folk, but I he, Okay, he just... He just looks like he came straight out of a monster hunter. Uh-huh. Yep, sure does. Uh, I also have ma a magma mummy because you can just get mon generic monsters. Yeah, you can just have team. generic monsters. Uh, you can also get Noctis from Final Fantasy. What? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can uh, still get him, but he was part of uh, a, um, a event where he was included in the game. Um, uh, I, I did get Ball the Dark Duelist as my first unit, and I'm all about her aesthetic. She fucking rules. Uh, okay, so the other thing about Ball the Dark Duelist, uh, she's one of two characters you can be guaranteed She to... sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> one of two characters you can be guaranteed to get uh, as uh, your starter character. Um, she is literally the single best physical DPS character in the game. Really? Uh, once you recode her uh, and she get her that fourth She is B-class. Uh, yep. So when you recode her, which is like that uh, special fourth job, uh, she becomes S class, which isn't even like the highest class. There's Z class and S S class above. Yeah, her. I have Amisandra the nurse, who is SS class. Mm -hmm. uh, she is one of the uh, characters who I believe you are. Uh, 
you're basically, so in your first two draws, you're guaranteed a healer, and you're guaranteed either Ball or Grace. Um, and Omnisandra is one of the healers you are really likely to get. Uh, and so, like, it is one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, all of the healers that you're pretty much guaranteed to pull from the pool of, uh, all of them are incredible. They're, like, the best healers in the game. If you never pulled another healer and only pulled your starter healer, uh, you're fine, like, for the whole game. Um, which is neat. Like, they make sure you are in a position to play the game no matter what you draw, uh, which is cool. Yeah. I, I think I also um, should probably mention, like, the pedigree of the folks who made this game. Um, so the lead dev... Yeah, it's Mistwalker, who... Yeah, so Mistwalker is the uh, studio of uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi, who is the Final Fantasy creator, Um the uh, uh, most of the music is yeah. done by uh, uh they Nobuo did lost Uemata. odyssey which is one of the best mm-hmm. well the xbox 360 doesn't have a whole lot of J- jrpgs but yeah <laughs> it was a very good jrpg that happened to be for the xbox 360 uh they also did that uh, the last story uh the Wii, yeah. it, which i contend was the better uh was the best one of that trilogy of games that came out for well, not the, not like direct trilogy, but like the, uh, like the the trilogy that was like a pr- sort of simultaneous project for the Wii that came out with this with Last Story, um, Xenoblade Chronicles, and the one where you're a tower and you're trying to save your girlfriend who's slowly turning into a monster. Oh, near. The other one. Oh, shout out to Colossus. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Uh, I, I have no idea. I'm just saying names that I think are funny at this point. Uh, I'm trying to. I'll, I'll, I'll find. God, I'll, I'll find the name of it eventually. But uh, you keep talking. But yeah, uh, uh, the last story is fantastic, um, and like the music is uh, all done by Nobuo uh, Uematsu, who has done a ton of Final Fantasy music, and the music in this game is like really good. Um, Pandora's Tower. There it is. Yeah, Pandora's it was part Tower. of Project Rainfall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, the folks who made this game are, like, legit, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Like, they have an actual pedigree, uh, and, like, actual experience making games. And so, like, that is part of what shows here, um, and that's part of what we mean when we say it's, like, a game first, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess this can be a gotcha, too, I guess. Yeah. It is very funny to me that Terra Battle 2 was removed from stores from from the play store you cannot play terra Ter- battle 2 <laughs> at all but you can play terra battle 1 and they're co- apparently coming out with terra wars yeah uh terra wars looks like a different thing uh it's got like a neat claymation style um yeah i haven't seen any i don't know they had a ff15 terra wars collaboration really weird it might be uh jp only uh-huh. i don't i don't know how to play terror wars yeah it, Which... it's tba i don't okay. think or supposedly it's tba maybe that's just for um yeah i don't i don't know what's up with terror wars oh okay uh so it looks like it's dlc in uh final fantasy 15 not 
collab with uh, or in Terror Wars. I see. Um, Terror Wars is scheduled to be released next spring. Despite the fate of Terror Battle 2, the main protagonist, Sarah, will join the fray to back up Noctis in this special quest to be added to Chapter 5 of Final Fantasy XV. What do they mean, despite... <laughs> Do they just mean, like, uh, because Despite Terra, Terra Battle 2 being, like, fully shut down. Okay, because it sounded like the implication was that, like, Sarah died because oh, Terra yeah, Battle no. 2 was shut down. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe she did. Who fucking knows at this point? That would be I, very we, funny if, like, the, the way that they justif- the way that they uh, did Terra Battle 2 was, like, Oh yeah, Terra Battle Two uh, shut down and the universe ended, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> so I, I everyone's would laugh. dead. <laughs> um, yeah, we. I, I think we should probably talk about like, it, considering all of that, the ways this game is zombified, um, because it's it's interesting. Um, so, they've done a couple things to make this game basically static and still playable um there are no more um like collabs or anything coming there's no new content it is done there's not even like bug fixes happening anymore as far as i'm aware the last one i could see a record of on android was like a little over 10 months ago if i remember right um but what they've done is a couple things um the first is they've added uh events that were like randomly rotating uh so like the xp grinding event um a couple of the resource grinding events and they just said eh fuck it they're just available all the time there's no reason to not let you access those um they do have a couple of events that are like daily quests um and they're super valuable because they give you shit like uh a joker lambda which is a thing you can use to uh basically be a wild card for recoding um which is just super nice because record coding is fairly resource intensive um or like to get you a bunch of supplies um and then the most interesting thing that they've done is uh what they've done with the actual gotcha itself i think which is first and foremost uh you can watch an ad every day and you get a free energy uh, energy is what they call their like rainbow crystals premium it, currency yeah it is five energy to a single draw um there's no increased rates for double or for 10 draws or anything like that uh single draws are just the same rates as everything else uh, at least to my knowledge um and you also can watch an ad to do a pull on each of the um each of the banners um and there's like five banners so you can just get like basically 30 or the equivalent of 30 energy a day or something like that wait there free. is where's that where's the uh, other one because i saw the uh, did i miscount let me look because i saw the video to watch uh, like to get an energy but i don't see where it is to like so if oh yeah no i see it now yeah okay and you just cl- click watch a video you can it, it's not oh you can only do this for one banner you can do that for each banner yeah right now there's like three that you can okay. do it with it's oh and i, I was of thinking truth, of the coin pact ones. of truth and pact of fate yeah okay I, I was thinking of the coin ones too so that's still like 16 free energy a day which is a lot um 
and you can also do things to uh, grind out um, characters. And basically, once you max their uh, luck and skill boost... Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so here's what it is. Um, characters with 100% max skill boost will no longer appear. So you can just straight up remove characters from the pool because they just don't give you anything anymore. So you could theoretically just clear out the whole pool. Um, and there are actually people who have. Um, also, Z-class rates are, like, pretty high. It's, like, 4% for the highest tier of character. Um, That's significant. <laughs> uh-huh. And SS-class, like, the one right below is 10%. Like, uh, it, it is, like... Yeah, that's, that's like, Dokken battle rates. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Like, it... <laughs> It is significant, and you can fuck with your uh, rates just by, like, playing the game pretty consistently, um, which is cool. Um, and so there is a lot of free energy you can get just by playing the game. Uh, or not even by playing the game, by watching a total of, like, four, like, ten-second ads, which... Uh, it It's, like, 30 seconds, but still, like, that's... Okay. It's uh, like if you want to get if you want to get everything that's maybe two minutes out of your day. Mm-hmm. And like that that is how they keep the lights on for this server to like still be running. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm not upset about that. That seems reasonable to me. You're giving me a bunch of free currency for helping you keep the lights on. So sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting. Um. Yeah, I, I I just talked for a long period of time. Uh, yeah, I mean I, that's fine because like honestly, I don't I don't feel like I have a ton to say about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's one that I it's it's a it's cool. I also can't see myself playing much of it just because mm-hmm. I I don't I don't like this style of puzzle game. It's it's not my brain is not in the right headspace to yeah to be good at that sort of thing mm-hmm. um much in the same way i don't play chess you know yeah uh so if this were like i don't know if this if this were like uh gotcha pie cross or something i don't know how you well i guess nintendo i was about to that. say didn't they do that <laughs> yeah it was called pokemon pie cross uh-huh. and they they just gave you a way to just buy the game, buy the whole game, which I did do. Uh, I yeah, liked I was about to Pokemon say Pokemon Pie Cross a lot. Wasn't the solution there just you just you just buy the game and then it's just a regular ass game that you have purchased now? Yeah, it was just like, hey, if you spend thirty dollars, you just have the game now. Which like okay, yeah, and that's, that's what I did because I really liked Pie Cross and also Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's a cool game. It's a very cool game that's not for me. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think, like... So I like the actual mechanics a lot. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this game specifically was just... I, I think it is an interesting case study in what end of life for a gacha game can look like. Um, yeah. Like, by all rights, this game should be gone. You should not be able to touch this game. Like... This game should basically be vaporware at this point. Yeah, it's a sort of end of life I'd prefer Mobius to have, as opposed to Mobius just getting fucking axed. 
Right. Um, because I think Mobius is a fascinating game that deserves to, like, be archived somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think if Mobius had the sort of, like, uh, end-of-life gotcha mechanics that this game did, it would be a lot more... It, well, it'd be significantly better than it currently is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would it would take a lot of, away a lot of my complaints with how the progression of that game works. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see... It, it's nice to see a game where it, it barely even feels like a gotcha game. Yeah. And they get... I think a large portion of that is because they basically just said, eh, fuck it, we're not, like, planning on making money on this anymore. Let's just make everything friendlier to the player. And it's, like, it is nice to imagine a sort of world in which this sort of game can exist that isn't as evil, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, that, it provides like, a case study. Yeah, and that, like, there is a way for these games to exist beyond their... Um, popular lifespan um i i think it is interesting that this game continues to exist and i think it's like worth looking at the fact that it continues to exist yeah and also like uh, i think it's worth talking about just because maybe maybe people don't really know about terra battle because i can't remember how i first heard about it back when it was at its peak of popularity I, I but mean, I don't recall it being, like, hugely popular. I mean, it, it wasn't. Like, it, it was a game that very much um, found a core audience that really liked it, and then the word of mouth that uh, got a lot of folks to try it was, uh, hey, uh, Uematsu did the music for it, and Sakaguchi is the director. Like, th- that is the thing that uh, brought a lot of folks in um, on the game. Yeah, and I think, I I think I think people, I think it's good to just talk about it just so people know that it it exists and like yeah if if you're if you're more like Sierra than you are like me and you actually like this sort of puzzle game, this is probably something that you'll really dig and you won't have to worry about it like triggering a horrible gambling crisis. Yeah, I I I think so. Uh... Yeah, I think we can probably roll into like, uh, I. You've already said you're probably not going to keep playing it. Um, yeah. I, honestly, I probably will. Like, I I forgot how much I just really enjoy this game, and so it's a nice thing to do while like, I'm just fucking around and waiting for an FF14 queue to pop or something. Um, just clear a couple levels. Um, especially considering how free it is right now. Um. Yeah, I, so I, I guess, like, uh, the question I have for you then would be, um, considering this is a game that is functionally dead and is basically shambling along, would you recommend folks play it? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd recommend it if, if you like Puzzle and Dragons and are just looking for something that is not as heavily gotcha-based... Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll still scratch that same puzzle itch. Um, I think this is a good, I think it's a genuinely good alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And even if you're not necessarily already into puzzles and dragons, even if you just like sort of these spatial reasoning puzzles, because this is a very much a spatial reasoning puzzle game, um, I think it's worth checking out because it is totally free. And unlike a lot of totally free puzzle games, you could theoretically find on an app store or, or something, it's it doesn't randomly pop up you know, ads in your face, the, it's actually, the design of it actually looks nice. Yeah. You know, um, you could, like, it's, if you're looking for a free puzzle game that you can just, you know, occasionally play, just pass some time, it's, it's worth looking at. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, it, it is hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, it is a game worth putting your money into because, like, no one has any idea how long this game will keep being around. Honestly, the fact that it's still up is a miracle. Um, but, like... Yeah, you, you absolutely should not put money in this no. game, but not for the but not for the same reasons that we often tell you not to put money into this game. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, like this, this, isn't, this isn't a case of... Uh, the the gotcha is evil and will suck your money. This is a case of it's just not worth it. <laughs> yeah, like the, it it is more ephemeral than the usual JPEGs. Um, yeah, because it, it could it, vanish like, at any moment. The the thing that uh I think I can say is like the greatest compliment for it, despite all that. Like if this game shut down tomorrow, I would not feel like my time having played it. Um, was a waste. I, I would mostly just be sad I couldn't get to play it anymore. Like, yeah. And that that feels like a strong compliment to me. Like, I, I don't feel like I have wasted my time playing it. I just am going to miss it when it's gone. Yeah. But man, that sure is... Like, it was such a big deal when PT got removed. Mm-hmm. from the PS from PSN cuz like that doesn't happen to console games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but it's well, like su- but it's but it super regularly happens for mobile games. It it's just and, the norm. It it is just what happens. And, and like, like it takes it takes something like this to sort of to sort of remind you that hey, isn't that a little like fucked up that that's what the game uh at, that's what the game environment is like on mobile platforms like that games can just show up and then vanish forever mm-hmm. well yeah it, it, and they're... like there's no way to really archive them well outside of hopefully someone kept a record of one of the eight one of the most recent apks that you can use in an emulator yep exactly like it, like, it, it is a reminder that like oh hey this is just like not a thing that ever happens to any game ever yeah um and that's that's a shame like even with most mmos like with with a lot of those with with well not with all but with quite a few dead mmos you can still find private servers for them Mm -hmm. we're like someone's still keeping it going um like that happened for that happened for Final Fan- like there's probably still a Final Fantasy Blue Burst. No, fi- not Final Fantasy. Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst private server going there on. Absolutely for are. PC. I am one hundred percent certain. Uh, I, I remember playing 
Blueburst on a private server like many years ago. I mean, uh, fuck, City of Heroes exists still somehow. Yeah, I mean, the, though that particular private server was revealed only recently. Apparently, it's been going oh, yeah. on for a mm. bit longer, but yeah, it only became public information. I think a few months ago. Uh, it might have been about a year, but like it is very recently. Um. Yeah, because for because most people, the mo- the public knowledge of that game for the longest time had been City of Heroes is dead and gone, and there's nowhere you can play it again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, there is actually a private server. It was just and, like very private, <laughs> and everybody was sworn to secrecy because it turns out the moment that it became not secret anymore, it got shut down. Yeah, <laughs> which like. Okay, I understand why it was secret now. Uh, yeah, it, it is, like, basically impossible for gacha games to exist outside of their, like, supported environment. And so it is interesting to see a vision of a world where they could exist outside of it. And, yeah. like, realize... Because I... Yeah, because I mentioned APKs, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, even with those older APKs, they just... Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't be able to communicate with the servers. Yep, so they, they just are dead. They just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Especially because uh, uh, almost every modern gacha game requires communication with the server in order to uh, check that you're not inserting packets or anything like that. Like, as yeah, a, you have uh, to you have to somehow perfectly replicate. <laughs> yep, I, I mean, uh, you just you just need the server code and like. Server codes are more readily available for MMOs than they are for uh, any gacha game ever because gacha games are designed to steal your money and if you had access to server code, um, you could fuck with that. Yeah. Or if you... (laughs) This is just reminding me. Remember how Mass Effect 3 multiplayer had gacha elements? No, but I'm not surprised. That game was a fuck. Uh, Ma- the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was was very good. Um, Mass Effect 3 itself was weird, but the oh, multiplayer yeah. was very good. But it had gotcha elements where like you would draw have to draw packs to like unlock new weapons and different soldiers you could use. But the funny thing about how that worked is that you could modify client side how much premium currency you have. Holy shit incredible yeah uh, oh my god uh-huh it was super easy too uh, uh, you know what fine if you if you're gonna let me just steal from you for free yeah that's fine whatever you can you can have your contract i'll take that dopamine rush you know why because it's free <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was very like they they clearly it was wild to me because that's the only time I've ever seen that sort of thing happen. I, I have because they were because they because it wasn't like the currency itself was just free and gotten through gameplay, even though you could get it through gameplay. They were totally selling packs, mm-hmm. and and you could just modify client side your the currency that you had. See, I. What, which like is both, you know, 
very funny to be in terms of like someone did not their do their job properly but also congrats to that person who did not do their job properly thanks bud you were real one <laughs> oh god that's fucking absurd uh-huh hey remember fucking Ma- or dragon age inquisition had a fucking multiplayer yeah, I don't think I never played it and yeah, no one else did either. I know of like at least two people in my friend sphere who did play that multiplayer, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like it made any sort of mark in gaming culture at all. Yeah, Whereas it's bad. Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was actually very popular. Yeah, the Mass Effect 3 um, multiplayer was like actually interesting and better than like, the actual game. Like sig- like significantly more well received than the game itself was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, better than the game. To, yeah, to the point to the point where like when Andromeda came out and its multiplayer was worse, people were legitimately disappointed. Mhm. Uh, and for good reason. That that multiplayer was worse, and it was tuned very weirdly. Um, but yeah, we're now talking about Mass Effect. For some reason, I apologize. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to say about Terra Battle. Uh, yeah, it, all, all I really have to say at this point is like, it's a pretty good game. I, I, I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah, if you like, if you're looking for a mobile puzzle game, give it a shot. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so yeah, the only thing left for us to do is to, uh, pull on, uh, the banner, right? Yeah, I think it's my turn, yes. Uh, This time we're actually doing a random roll. Uh, how many do I have in my thing here? One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, I'm actually gonna pull, I'm actually gonna pull Digimon Links out, because I think there's a new Digimon gotcha that's better. Yeah, Digimon Links seemed really bad. Um, but I'm going to pull that out for now. Okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Oh, did you uh, pull so, Mobius Final Fantasy uh, out? I need to roll a die eight. Uh, I got a seven, which is... Oh, that's Gundam Battle, Gunpla Warfare. All right, let's see if I can't make my phone... F- oh, Mobius was still in there. Um, It's fine, I'm fine playing Gundam Battle. Yeah. So, or or alternatively, if uh, if I had remember to pull Mobius out, that would be Magia Record, the um, the, that's the Madoka Monica Magica, uh, gotcha game. So, you tell me, do you want to talk about Gundams or Sad Magical Girls? Uh, well, listen. I do like yelling about how Gen Robochi is a bitch and he needs to meet me in the fucking pit. All right. Uh, let's do Magia record then, because that okay. ought to be punchy. Listen, I'm going to say some shit and I'm not going to take it back. Uh, I mean, I have a feeling that I'm going to agree with most of what you're saying, because... Honestly... Uh, honestly, he can meet me in the fucking pit. <laughs> All right, so... Um... Oop, I, I just deleted those instead of actually... Uh... So, yeah, next week, or, well, whenever we do this again... I, fuck you, you're on our schedule, not yours. Uh, yeah. 
we will be playing Magia Record and talking about it and roasting Ganner Obochi's fucking stupid ass. <laughs> the butcher my ass. Eat my ass, you pretentious fuck. Uh, I'm gonna, just, just to try and balance it out, I'll have to try to think of the of the things I actually like from Genu Urobuchi. It probably won't be a long list, but it oh. will be at least a list. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I like Madoka. I think Urobuchi made a good thing on accident and doesn't understand why it's good. I kind of feel the same way about Fate Zero. Uh-huh, yeah. Genu Urobuchi <laughs> can't make a thing good on purpose. My dude is a hack who happens to stumble into good shit. Also, people die when they are killed is the funniest fucking thing on the planet. I know that's not him. He didn't yeah. write that, though. Uh, oh, I know that's not him. That just is what I think every time I think about fate, and it never makes me stop laughing, especially because I mean, in that's context, fair. it actually makes sense. Uh, I actually do not remember the context of that. It's been... Uh, does that happen in the Unlimited Blade Works arc as well, or uh, just the fate arc? Yes, I believe it's the Unlimited Blade Works arc, uh, and it's specifically Emiya is like stating a thing that is like an obvious and blatant fact like it is like supposed to be an absurd kind of thing he's saying like yeah of course people die when they're killed like i i get that but he's also mad about that being an indelible fact of the world okay yeah i i, I can't I, I just i have so many problems with unlimited blade works but this isn't the fate this is not the fate podcast yet i mean it could it at any bit. moment transform it, into whatever we want. Honestly, and yeah. One of those things could be a fate podcast, or one of those things could be a just, hey, let's talk about Bakemonogashri far more than we honestly should. Uh, but, listen, uh, straight up, we're like we're like two episodes away from being bored with gacha games from just saying, hey, want to just do a fucking full Bakemonogashri rewatch? Yeah, that that also diverges into One Piece on occasion. Hey, Dustin, you want to do a Bakemonogatari oh. watch? God, I just I just stopped doing my actual anime podcast because I got burned out on anime. <laughs> yeah, no, that's extremely fair. I did that thing for ten years. Jesus. The last episode we did that I still that I still haven't uploaded. I, I still need to upload that thing. Mm-hmm. But um, we we did like a anime of the decade award sort of thing, and I realized to my horror that oh, the decade no. we were covering spanned the entire duration of the podcast. No, because <laughs> we started in 2010 when high school of the dead first aired that was like one of the first things we reviewed jesus uh, is is Bakacast on a indefinite hiatus now yeah um i might come back to it eventually but i'm not really in a hurry to yeah um, that, that makes sense <laughs> the those high school of the dead reviews were also like the the first also the, we're also responsible for the first, like, really, really negative fan comment I ever got where someone told me they they would like to send a tiger to my house. That dipshit likes High School would... of the Dead. They can fuck off. We know they have bad taste. They'd probably pick a shitty tire. 
<laughs> a tiger, yeah. Oh, like this tiger. I thought you said a tire, and I was like, that's no, the weirdest tiger. and most specific insult. Um, no, no, that. they were going to send a tiger to my house so the tiger could eat me for my bat, for my high school of dead opinions. That dipshit would probably pick a house cat and be like, yeah, that's a tiger, that's good, right? <laughs> They'd be looking at tigers and be like, why don't any of these tigers have huge titties? I can't... Oh... <laughs> uh... Isn't that just called Kimono Friends? <laughs> no, Kimono Friends is good and pure. Please do not. Um, that's more like... Or, or, that's that, more like that Killing Bites. I, I haven't watched Beastars. I, don't know I mean, it's, 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 it's partly Beastars, but it's honestly more like... Have you ever heard of the anime Killing Bites? Um, no, but it sounds intriguing. Most people have not. It's It's bad. But yeah, that's um, never stopped me before. It is about big titty ladies who are also like anthropomorphic animals who also murder people. Um, the main character is a honey badger. You know what? I respect her practice. Um, Wh- whom among us is not trying to be a big titty honey badger murdering I, dudes? I attempted to watch the first episode of Killing Bites and stopped halfway through because <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, that that is about what I expected that to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just the first, just the first line from the summary that Google gives you: a college student stumbles onto a clandestine betting scheme where half human, half beast fighters get pit against each other for the benefit of major Japanese business businesses, and must hire a temper temperamental honey badger girl to be his guardian. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, that rules. That's dumb as shit. Oh god, the people also search for is real is real damning here because one of them is the testament of Sister New Devil. I don't know that one, but that sounds really bad. That is, <laughs> we're we're wildly off topic here. But one of the things I did really like about some of the things I tried with Bakakas is where I would um, get. Uh, 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 audio entropy luminary uh, Luke, uh, <laughs> uh, aka SSJ SSJ Speed Racer on Twitter, um, to watch terrible anime and tell me about them. Uh, and one of the ones I had him watch was the Testament of Sister New Devil, uh-huh. um, which is which is an anime about like demon girls that are also the main character's sister who also want to fuck him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yep, that sounds that sounds like about the thing I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I put I put Luke. Don't trust shit. any fucking anime that has the word sister in the title. Oh no, never, absolutely not. I I can't think of that a single instance whack. where it... we should end this before yeah. we actually start a fucking Bakemonogatari podcast. Yeah, I can't think of a single instance where an anime with sister in the title has ever been good. I can, I'm convinced they don't exist. Anyway, uh, yeah, that'll be it. Goodbye. All right, bye.